The reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you. Once again, musicians, great job. Um, this is maybe the most famous Christmas passage that we have in the Bible. And I want us to think about it very quickly. And I want us to think about it in four words. And I want to think about it in two headings. Here they are. Uh, hear well, fear not. Those are the four words. Hear well, something to do with your ears and your heart. Hear well, fear not. Hear well. There are two stages to this passage that Deborah read for us. The first one is in verse nine. If you've got a Bible on your lap, have a look down at verse nine. In verse nine, you've got the angels who speak to the shepherds. Bible claims that the angelic host descended and the angels spoke to the shepherds at stage one in hearing well. But then in verse 17, the shepherds speak to everyone else. So verse nine, the angels speak to the shepherds. Verse 17, the shepherds then speak to everyone else. And this is what they say in verse 17. It's on the screen when they had seen him, that's Jesus, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. They heard a message and they passed it on. Down in verse 20, if you just look down in your eyes, it also says that the shepherds, having heard from the angels, returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard with their ears, boys and girls, and seen with their eyes. So the shepherds heard a message. Then they went and saw something that the angels had said. They saw that it was true that it actually happened, that Jesus was born. And then they spread the word. They took the message and they shared it with other people. And then a crowd of people were amazed at the message that they shared. And all this is telling us, boys and girls, about the importance, mums and dads too, of hearing, the importance of hearing a message, the importance of hearing the word of God, the Bible explained, which is the gospel, the good news, which is about a rescuer whose name is Jesus. It's important to hear well. 
Now, look, this slide that you can see on the screen may describe the morning that you have had already, whether you got up at two, at seven, or even at 1029. For some of you, you were surrounded by Christmas wrapping paper. Some of you may have been alarmed that the batteries that were included in your present have given up the ghost. They're not working. Some of you may have been alarmed that batteries were not included and they should have been. Others of you might be enjoying a well-deserved set of headphones or maybe a Sonos soundbar that you think you deserve and is well-earned. Some of you have had mornings like that. But in every home, I guarantee it, there's always been the issue of listening. How well do you hear? Whether it's a loved one saying to a spouse, whether it's a parent saying to a child, these famous words, are you listening to me? You know how hard it is to listen? I find it hard when I'm doing one thing and someone else is speaking to me. I find it hard to listen. Maybe you've ripped open a present and you've descended into a different world, a faraway land, as you've made Lego into a mystical forest or a castle or a palace. Perhaps you're in a video game. Perhaps you're in a book. Remember those things? Books. Perhaps you're in a book or a Beano or a, something like that. And when you're in that world, words around you they just kind of they just fall by the wayside because you're concentrating on something else it's very easy to not hear well and that's what this passage is wanting us to understand it's very important to hear well and every time you hear today did you hear me if someone says that i want it to remind you of this passage it's very easy for us to ignore what god says to us just as easy it is to ignore what someone else says to us. Words can kind of wash over us like a waterfall over rocks without ever penetrating our hearts. That's what this passage says. Look, the shepherds, the shepherds heard words, God's words, into their minds and hearts from the lips of an angel. An angelic host appeared and the shepherds heard the words of an angel. It's very easy when you have an angel appear, if you've seen an angel, it's very hard to ignore what an angel says because you hear the words of God from their lips. It's undeniable in its force and its power. It's arresting and it's majestic and great. But not every one of us hears an angel. More often than not, God's word comes to us in a very ordinary way, not in an extraordinary way. And it's very easy for us not to listen. And when we don't listen, we don't hear God's word said to us. Because it's the shepherds that are in this story and there's the angels as well. But there's another character that I want us boys and girls to, to listen to. Who's the other character? It's a lady whose name is Mary, the mother of Jesus. In verse 19, we meet Mary again in this passage. We know from chapter one that an angel appeared to Mary. But in these famous sentences, Mary does some thinking and some pondering. In sentences 18 and 19, this is what Luke wants us to remember about Mary. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary, Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Now look, on the screen you can see boys and girls putting together a puzzle. You know when you've got a puzzle, whether it's 50 pieces or 1,050 pieces, it's really hard when you start off, you're supposed to get the edge, perhaps you start in the middle, but you take a piece and you, you have to think about it. You have to ponder, ponder where it goes. That's what this word means. Mary is fitting together everything that has happened in the last few days and the last months of her life. She's carrying this child who is called Jesus, the savior of the world. And she's thinking and dwelling and working out everything that the angel has said to her and that's happened in her life. Her world has been turned upside down. So she's pondering it like putting pieces of a jigsaw puzzle together. But you can do that with your head. But that's not, not all that Mary does. She, she doesn't just ponder. She treasures. That's the other word in sentence 18 and 19. She, she ponders with her head, but she treasures. And that's something you do with her heart or your heart. Look at, look at the mum on the screen. She's looking into the face of her child, of her daughter, we presume. Sometimes mums and dads or grandparents, when they can get together with their loved ones, they look and they treasure moments as a, a younger one looks up into the face of an older person, a mum or dad or an older sibling or, or a grandparent. That's what Mary is thinking about. She's treasuring with her heart and she's pondering with her head like a jigsaw puzzle. It's the mind and the heart together. She's enjoying the moment. She's realizing she's putting it together. And that's a challenge for us. It's very easy to hear the words of the Christmas story. It's so easy to sing words of great Christmas carols. And year after year, you say the words, you hear the same readings. You, you go virtually to the Messiah at the Royal Albert Hall, perhaps. And it's so easy to not ponder in your heart the precious truths of Christmas. The truth doesn't come into your heart. It, it just stays like a jigsaw puzzle. You're trying to work out what was it like? Did it really happen, perhaps? And it's not pondering in your heart. It's just treasuring, perhaps. You can be like the crowd. I mean, the crowd in Luke chapter 2, they just marvel at what the shepherds say to them, and then they will forget but you can also be like Mary, Mary who treasured and who pondered. That's someone who takes, takes the truth of the Bible and then screws it down like Joseph in his workshop, Emmanuel kids, screws it down into his heart. And then it catches fire in your mind and in your spirit and it turns into joy, even in a COVID Christmas, even when we're not able to be with our loved ones. The truth of Christmas that you can ponder and treasure when you hear it well. It can produce joy in your heart. That's the first thing. Two words here. Well, here's the second thing a bit quicker. Fear not. Fear not. It's the second thing I want us to think about. In sentence nine, in Luke chapter two, we hear the words from the angel. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon them, the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, about them. And they were terrified. They were terrified. I bet they were. The angel doesn't ignore how the shepherds felt. The angel doesn't ignore them quaking 
ignore it doesn't ignore them how they felt it doesn't ignore their emotions and their their feelings he notices how the shepherds respond to his presence and what does he say to them he says do not be afraid he says to them a different version of the bible says it says it far simpler fear not says the angel you don't have to be afraid anymore, says the angel to the shepherds. You, you're living a life of fear. And now because of what the good news I've got to share with you, you no longer need to be afraid. Verse 10, do not be afraid. Fear not. Let's break this down. Boys and girls, warning, parents warning. Here are some things that can make you very scared as a child on the screen. Dan, show the pictures. Maybe you're someone who hates spiders. I couldn't resist that photo. A wonderful photo. Sorry if it's a bit scary. Maybe you hate spiders. Maybe you're afraid of them. Maybe you're afraid of other boys and girls being unkind to you. It's a horrible thing to happen in the playground. Maybe you're afraid of bad things happening maybe you're afraid of the future so you just want to hold your mum or dad's leg there are lots of things that can make us afraid but let me let you into a secret boys and girls when you get older those things don't go away when you get older and as you get older you can still be just as afraid of the same things. I know adults, grown adults, who are afraid of spiders. I know people who are afraid of lots of different things. And you're looking at one in your screen. One of the things that 2020 in God's kindness has taught me is this. I'm afraid of lots of things. I love being in control. I love, I prefer, should I say, I prefer driving my car rather than sitting in the passenger seat, unless it's my wife because she's a good driver. I do not like going on fairground rides because I'm not in control and I want to go slower when I want to and when it suits me. I don't like being in situations when I don't know what's going to happen. And all those things have been brought to the surface in 2020 because God is in complete control, even of covid even of a COVID Christmas. But he's shown me just how much I'm afraid of many, many things. And fear has bubbled up to the surface like a pan on top of a cooker on Christmas Day. And at some points in 2020, in my heart, fear has bubbled over as well because I want to be in control. But I don't know everything and I can't see everything. It's a bit like boys and girls when they drive cars. Now, I don't advise you do this, but here's a film called Bugsy Malone that if it's on this Christmas, I really want you to see. In Bugsy Malone, the best version filmed in about the 70s, you see this picture. You see boys and girls driving specially adapted cars that look like pedaling bicycles, but actually they're a car and they fire guns with custard pies in them. And it's a great fun film that you can see at the right time when your mum and dad thinks it's a great idea. But you know, it's not just Bugsy Malone. When you see on this next slide, boys and girls sat behind uh, the wheel of a car, it's very scary. Look at that little boy, top left-hand corner. He can't see where he's going. Look at that girl, top right-hand corner. She certainly can't see. She can't even really see through the steering wheel. And so that picture at the bottom, perhaps that's how you feel when I drive. That's to my kids. I can't see where I'm going. I can't see the best 
thing for the future. And so I can be very afraid because I'm not suited to control my own life. And boys and girls, you're not ready to drive your own car. There's nothing worse, adults, isn't there, when you're in a job where that you'll know you're actually unqualified for. There's nothing worse, adults, when you're in a situation that you know is above your pay grade, that if you were to be found out, it would be really bad. It's fear that comes out in so many different ways. And all the surprises that God has brought into our year of 2020 is a reminder, more than any other year before it, perhaps, that the reason we're anxious, that the reason we're afraid is because we are not suited to be driving our lives. We're not suited to sit behind the wheel of our lives, but we want to ignore God and put ourselves in the driving seats of our lives. But if we had the perfect relationship with God, if we knew him as we were made to know him, then we wouldn't be afraid of rejection or failure. We wouldn't be afraid of the future or bad things happening. Because if we had a perfect relationship with God, if we knew his love for us, if we knew how good a father he is, we would trust him and we would know that we were going to be with him forever. That means we wouldn't fear the future. We wouldn't be anxious about uncertainty. We would trust our loving heavenly father. But here's what's interesting. Although God is a good father, whenever he turns up in the Bible, whenever he turns up to a man or woman, to a boy and a girl, whenever his glory is revealed, people are absolutely terrified. We're afraid of people. We're afraid of bad things happening in the future. But here's the irony. When God turns up in the Bible, we're not just afraid, we're terrified. And that's what happens in Luke chapter two. The angelic hosts turn up and it's a, a sign and a symbol and a mirror of God's glory being displayed. And when God's glory is displayed in the Bible, when his beauty is seen, we are afraid, we're terrified because it exposes our ugliness. When we see God's power we realize our powerlessness. When we see God's glory, we recognize the darkness of our own hearts and we can't take it. We're afraid. Our lives are filled with fear. And it's just the same when God turns up. We get near to God and we're even more afraid. We get far away from God and we're still afraid. And that's when Luke chapter two comes in. The angel turns up and says, I have the solution for all your fear. I have the solution to calm your anxious heart. I have the solution to give you hope in 2020 like nothing else can. Here's the solution. The solution is the first Christmas and the person of Jesus Christ. This is what the angel says, fear not. But then what does he say next? Verse 10 and 11, fear not. Behold, do not be afraid. Look at the good news that I've got to share with you. Verse 11, a savior is born who is Christ the Lord. A savior is born. A rescuer is born. If you and I want to get over our fear of rejection, that someone who really gets close to us, if they really knew the depths of their hearts, they would run a mile. If you want to get over that, if you want to get over your fear of failure, if you want to be filled with the love of God, if you want to be completely forgiven, if you want to lay down the burden of proving your enoughness, your goodness, 
You need to rest in the salvation that Jesus and Jesus alone offers. You need to stop trying to save yourself. You need to stop trying to prove yourself. And this is the only reality that gets away of fear. Fear in every day of 2020 and in every day of 2021 and on into the future. God is a God whom you can trust. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him when bad things are happening around you because God knows what he is doing. How do you get rid of fear? Because the baby who's born in the manger is not just a sage. He's not just a savior. He's the Lord. He's God laid out on the straw who knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. The reality of Christmas, Christians claim, and Luke 2 describes, is that God looked down on the world that he was made. He looked down at the mess that we had made his lovely world into, and he didn't turn his back on us, but he came in compassion and quietness and gentleness. God came in the person of Jesus, not just to embrace us and say, there, there, there is hope for the future. Jesus came to embrace us by dying for us, by rescuing us. Search the stable, says a poem. Search the stable. See your God extended on the straw. That's who the baby is in the manger. Jesus lost his glory so that unimportant people like you and me could share in his glory forever. That's the truth of the first Christmas. He lost his peace so that we could have infinite peace and there would be an end to all war and all crying and all pain. Jesus was rejected at his birth and at his once and for all death so that we could dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Look at what Jesus did for you. Look at what God the Father planned for you. Look at what the Holy Spirit enabled for you. And why can't you trust someone who does that for you? Why can't you trust someone who loves you to that degree, loves you to the uttermost? Can't you trust him with your future? Can't you trust him with your life? If he did all that for you, if he made that journey, then surely you can trust him and give your life into his hands. Did you hear what the angel said? Hear well. Do you want to stop all your fear? Do you want to calm your anxious spirit? You can do it today by listening to the words of the angel. Hear well. Do not be afraid. You need to no longer fear. Look at what God did in his son. And to the degree you do that, to the degree you hear well and grasp that truth and screw it down into your heart and ponder it, your fears will start to diminish. They'll start to recede and dissipate. Hear well, fear not, but behold, your God stretched out on the straw.